Hey you, I'm Bailey. And I'm Hannah. Hannah. Welcome back to another episode of How About Us, our mini-series that shares positive stories from all around the world because in our minds, good news does not always have to be no news. We also know in this day and age, good news is sometimes hard to come by, so we've done the searching for you. Today's story is about a woman named Jess Wade, standing up for almost 2,000 women that were left underappreciated for accomplishments they achieved. Here at HBU, we strive to celebrate and support all women, plus with National Women's Day last week, I mean, the story just seemed like a no-brainer. Without further ado, we're jumping into it. How about you? Will you be joining us? Thank you for joining us. Jess Wade is a physicist and a um, British Empire Medal recipient from England. I did not know what a British Empire Medal recipient was, um, so I looked that up for you. Don't worry. Thank you. The British Empire Medal is awarded for a hands-on service to the local community. This could be a long-term charitable, you know, helping situation or just voluntary activity one single time or innovative work of a relatively short duration, about three to four years, that has made a significant difference. Not only that, um, but she is also a prolific Wikipedia author. At just 33 years old, she has written over 1,750 Wikipedia pages for female and minority scientists, all in her pursuit for giving them the credit that they are due. (laughs) I seriously want to cry. That is so beautiful. Jess. You're amazing. Yeah. Um, In an interview with the Washington Post, Jess explains that Wikipedia is a really powerful way to give credit to people who, for a long time, have been written out of history. Not only do we not have enough women in science, but we aren't doing enough to celebrate the ones that we do have. (laughs) I thought that was so cool because I feel like it's so true. I feel like, you know, everybody's always like women in STEM, but, you know, what happens when they're there, you know? And, like, having a place to celebrate them and their accomplishments and the things that they've done is one of the things that we talk about a lot of, like, starting the conversation of, like, yeah, that isn't completely ending this issue, but, like, it's making her real mark on this whole, like, attempt at growing awareness and appreciation for women who are making advances in science that – are kind of covered up by maybe big organizations or like men on the projects or whatever it is that's making them not have credit. Like Jess is saying no longer. And I just think that that's so beautiful. Oh yeah. I mean, she's quite literally doing everything she possibly can with almost 2000 Wikipedia pages. Could you imagine how long that would take? Like you're really dedicated to something if you do that, you know? And I love that for her. Uh, Imagine like, could you imagine all the things that she's probably learned about like what women have done and like the type of appreciation and like love that you would get for these people to say like, 
not only have you done these amazing things, but like you've gone without this credit and you're still probably doing amazing work. Like just imagine writing 1700 like biographies of other people, you know, like you would just learn about them so much. And it sounds like these women are all really incredible. So what a thing to do with like your free time. It's crazy. Yeah. So I bet you're wondering how she got started. (laughs) Well, too bad I tell you. Um, (laughs) Her dedication began actually um, kind of like what we're talking about when she found out there was an American climatologist named Kim Cobb who didn't have a page of her own. I don't know if maybe Jess was like looking her up and couldn't find it. I don't know. Um, But she didn't have a page of her own despite her success in the field as probably almost everybody else. I don't know. I didn't know who Kim Cobb was. So I kind of looked up for her, looked her up, see who she is and why this was like the first one, you know, like that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, So Kim is an advocate for outreach with communities and regularly lectures at schools, colleges, and other public groups on climate science. She has been involved with policy and is the writer of several public interest articles on climate change, trying to inspire other climate scientists to speak up in international debate. So she's like a advocates for the advocates. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, she has five different awards and recognitions for the work that she has done, including in 2008, when she was recognized as one of the nation's top young scientists, winning the Presidential Early Career Award for Scientists and Engineers. I'm just like flabbergasted, okay? Like, obviously, we all have our part on this planet. But when I hear about people who are doing such incredible work, I'm just like, blown away by the commitment that these people have to like their values and things that they care about. And it's just so cool that Kim was an advocate and now Jess is an advocate. And like to find somebody that is speaking up about something and being that like first domino in Jess's journey doesn't seem like a coincidence, you know, that they both kind of have similar passions of making strides in a way that other people won't or speaking up against things that other people won't. Um, I just think that's so cool. Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like what Jess is doing here, like speaking up for people that haven't been spoken for. I mean, like how many – we would never know about Kim Cobb if we didn't know about Jess Wade, you know? Like just because of the work that Jess is doing, we now get to learn about all of these women that have also been able to do stuff in their field as well, you know? Well, and with us having such a large like – interest and passion about the planet and you know what climate change is really doing to the, to the planet we see it all the time and things that happen around the world too and it's just like I don't know it, it kind of reminds me of the um, scientists that like have been handcuffing themselves to like buildings and like speaking out or like people who you know speak out in like museums when like people are kind of quiet they like speak up and they want people to listen but this is obviously different in like the delivery but it's still this idea that like things are happening they need to be spoken about and they need to be heard and like it takes brave people like Kim to like be an advocate and say here's what's happening and also to be like such a young person to be doing that and like recognize at such an early age like Go, Kim. That is so cool. Yeah. So I would definitely say she deserves at least a Wikipedia page, you know? At the very least. Thank you, Jess. Um, (laughs) We hope that more recognition comes her way. (laughs) Absolutely. After searching, um, Jess realized that there were many women and minority scientists that had gone unnoticed and decided that it was time for the change. 
One of the other female scientists that she um, has written about is also, is um, Claris Phelps. Claris was the first African-American woman to d- help discover a new element. How often do you discover a new element? element so like i feel like all people who have done that should be recognized and the fact that she was not i'm not saying you know obviously i can't speak on it because she was african-american or because she was a woman regardless you haven't been recognized and now you finally are like you you know like could you i just thought about this could you imagine like being kim or clarice and clarice and seeing your wikipedia page for the first time like that's somebody actually took the time to go on there and do oh, that. Oh, that's so true. Oh, and I was looking so at cool. only 118 known elements. So to be one of 118, I don't even want to say that because we don't even know if it's been 118 people. Like we'd say max 118 people have found these elements. And to not be recognized and to not have like a space to be shown the work that she's done is just outrageous if I'm being honest I mean like all of this is outrageous but like to find an element like the periodic table like are you kidding yeah have you seen um have you seen the movie hidden figures no I don't think so okay um it this whole story kind of like reminds me of that movie because the whole movie is about um I think it's three African-American women who are like I think they're called calculators for NASA and they are in like the darkest of the dark rooms. They're in basements. Their facilities don't even have bathrooms. Like I remember one scene, she had to run all the way across campus to go to a bathroom. Um, And it's just like a horrible situation, like not treated fairly, not treated well. Um, And they have no recognition for anything that they did with NASA. Like when you look up, you know, space missions or, um, anything like that, you you don't see them. And so I really liked that that movie took the time to like highlight their whole story um, and to be able to do what they did. Human computers, that's what they're called. And so back then they didn't have like calculators, <laughs> you know, like we do today. And so th- it was, they were li- quite literally the brains of the operation. They were figuring out the equations. They were figuring out what needed to be done. They ran all the numbers. They got all the math. They like, you know, uh, like big whiteboards and chalkboards and like when it's like full of numbers and full of equations, that's kind of what they did. Like it was it was very similar to that. Um, we need to like figure out who those people like. Do, I'm assuming you don't have names, but like it's based on a true story, right? So like, yeah, yeah. no, there's like, it's there based on real people. Right? Yeah. Wow. I mean, obviously, like I, I really enjoyed math in a lot of ways, but like imagine how much your brain would hurt doing so many equations to do something for the very first time, to like get to space, to send a a shuttle through like our planet into space for the first time, right? I mean, like- If it's never been done before and now you're- Those are unknown numbers. And it's like, it kind of reminds me of, um, what's his name? About black holes. The one um, who was in the- who couldn't speak, but he had the little computer that would speak for him. I don't know. Hold on. I got to know real quick. Okay. Stephen Hawking. Oh, okay. <laughs> this reminds me. so bad with names. It's unreal. <laughs> okay. But this reminds me of Stephen Hawking because there's that movie, um, 
about his work with black holes. And um, I'm drawing a blank on what it's called right now. But um, it's like discovering things that have never been discovered and like coming up with equations that like for him were like millions and millions of years away, these black holes and figuring out what that meant and how that affected like space time continuum and all of these things. And like, obviously I don't want to completely stray away from the topic, but the topic Mm -hmm. that I'm kind of like relating it to is just this idea of that's so fascinating doing something for the first time, something that's never been done. And when it comes to numbers and stuff, like lives depend on it. Research depends on it. So much rides on all of those numbers being right. And obviously they got them right because we got to space, you know? So it's just like fascinating, especially because we take all of those technologies for granted, taking calculators and computers and everything for granted that they didn't have and they still figured it out. Yeah. It makes me really want to watch that movie again. Um, I don't know. I just think it's one of those movies. Like I honestly think I've only seen it like once or twice. And it's just one of those things that like will always stick with me because I love the story. I love that like those people, you know, even though it's decades later, like at least they are getting some recognition for what they did, you know, at least put their name out there. They're human computers. Like that's insane that you would be called that, you know, just like <laughs> beep up, beep up, boop, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's a really cool movie. I like, I love that they did that. Um, I'm trying to find the names. Katherine Johnson, Dorothy Vaughn, and Mary Jackson are the three human computers. Wow. Yeah. Race to – is it on Netflix? I don't know. I can't believe you haven't seen it. I feel like you're like a queen of movies. I don't know where it is. Oh, it says it's on um, Prime and Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Is that right? Yeah, they made it available to everyone. So I'll be running. I'll be running to watch. Perfect. Let me know what you think of it. I can't wait. I love it. So yeah, um, I just thought that that story of Jess was really cool. I love giving the voice to the people that haven't had a voice. I mean, it's obviously a little bit different. All of these people could have made their own Wikipedia page, but they didn't. Um, So it's nice that somebody else actually did that for them. And I really think too, like, in my experience, Wikipedia has always gotten this bad rap. Like, yeah. don't use Wikipedia during your research papers because it can be written by anyone. But, like, I guess I never thought about it as, like, anyone can write them. And, like, this was done for the good. Yeah. And Plot twist. I know. Like, never saw that one coming. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Jess Wade maybe has created not only, like, the beauty of actually writing these, but, like, the beauty and recognizing that Wikipedia is maybe used incorrectly or like people don't give it the credit that it deserves. And if we all were like a little bit more brave to like stand up for people who deserve to be stood up for, maybe Wikipedia would have a different rep, you know, or maybe people just only write about things that they should write about and not make things up so that we are allowed to use Wikipedia in school because it sounds like it's a really great great resource. So this is just a, this is a big topic. Like it's not just about like one particular story, you know, there's so many stories involved here, literally 1,750. Yeah. I hope she like writes a book or something one day. I feel like she has so much good knowledge now. <laughs> Could you have already had great knowledge, but like now she just knows so many things about like findings and research and science and 
Ugh, it's, so a, it's, just, it's also a good role model for um, women in, in STEM to know that like people do see you and people do hear you and people care about what you're doing. So like the work you're doing does matter. Yeah. Hopefully it just like creates more of a spotlight for that work moving forward, you know? And oh, at the very yeah. least, somebody is going to write your Wikipedia page in your honor because the world deserves to know all the great things that you've done, you know? At least I hope so. There's got to be more people out there who are willing to continue her work. Even if she were to stop, I feel like there's some like other person out there who would be like, okay, let's pick up where she left off and let's keep going, you know? If there isn't someone out there, I feel like now there's going to be, you know, just manifesting it because it's such great work that should never, ever go unnoticed. So thank you so much for sharing that story. That was really inspiring. Um, I always love these episodes. They always just like make my heart sing. Um, and also what makes my heart sing is the fact that we are going to be in Costa Rica. We're going to be together next week. Okay. First of all, just let that soak in. Um, we're going to be in freaking Costa Rica in the jungle and the volcano, not in the volcano, by the volcano. Yeah. Um, and just going on like a really cool adventure. And we can't wait to take you guys with us. We will be releasing some episodes from Costa Rica. Um, we don't know what they're going to be about. It's going to be really awesome. And yeah, I'm just really looking forward to seeing you next week. I feel like although I just saw you a few months ago, it feels like it's been like forever. a long time. Yeah, ago. forever. I can't wait. I can't wait to share stories. I can't wait to tell people what we've done. I know. Hey, also, I just want to say – I had somebody from work today who was talking to me about traveling and I told him about going to Costa Rica and he was like, okay, when you get back, I want to know everything that you did because it's going to inspire me to go to Costa Rica. I've always wanted to go, but I just never took the leap of faith. So if anybody is listening to this podcast, you have any inclination to go anywhere, including Costa Rica, but it doesn't have to be, book the flight. Go. Freaking go. You will not regret it. I don't feel like there's any any kind of trip that you could like go and be like, well, that was a mistake, you know, unless something like tragic happens. But like, you know, it, it like go experience the world. We're not you're not doing yourself any favors by sticking around here. Like, go see something. Well, and like I heard a quote, and I have been getting trouble anxiety because we've been approaching very quickly. It all came so fast. Okay. Yeah. And I'm thinking about flying on the plane nine and a half hours by myself. And I'm thinking, I really don't want to do that. And so my anxiety is going like a million miles per hour. But I heard this quote and it's been bringing me back to my like myself. It's all for the plot. Okay. Yes, yes. Character. This yeah. is your movie. It's all for the plot. So me flying to New York City before even flying to Costa Rica from San Diego, going an extra five hours for no reason. For me, I was like, what a waste. That's why did I do that? That was so dumb. But as I'm flying to New York City by myself, it's for the plot. I'm going to be walking around the airport by myself, getting myself on the flight to Costa Rica because it's all for the plot. So for those out there who don't have the little inspiration bubble to get freaking going, it's all for the plot. Make your movie a great one. Like, you know, you're the main character. Do it. Just do it. Why not? No, no. What is it? Like, no plot is ever good when it's all good or something? Yes. I yeah. love that. That is so yeah. true. So, yeah, we're just so excited for this adventure. We're so excited for the energy. It's going to bring this community. Um, and, yeah, let, let us be your inspiration to go do the damn thing. Do it for the plot. Have a lot of fun. 
and tell us about it.